Thank you for tuning in again today to Would You Gaming. My name is Chris. And today I want to take the opportunity to speak to you all about Microsoft's acquisition of ZeniMax Media and subsequently Bethesda. Now you might ask yourself, you know, you guys don't play Xbox on the channel. I mean, you're mainly focused on the Nintendo Switch and the PS4. And you'd be correct there. But I thought this was interesting. And these are great games that they owned. I mean, the studio Bethesda themselves has put out many, many titles that I've sunk many lifetimes into. Let's just say that. And before we begin and dive into this, I just want to remind you guys, if you're new here, make sure you like, leave a comment, subscribe, rate the podcast, let us know what we're doing, how we're doing. Always looking for feedback and ways we can improve to make it better for you, the listener. Anyway, let's jump right into it here. So, Microsoft acquired Bethesda for $7.5 billion, I believe it was. It's quite a hefty chunk there, if you ask me. That's a, that's a grip of money for anybody other than maybe Microsoft. Let's not to say Sony doesn't have this kind of capital in the war chest or anything like that. It's just to say that for Microsoft, it doesn't hurt nearly as much to shell out that money as they recouped a great deal of this, if not more than this, during their annual earnings that was reported shortly thereafter. I mean, you have to look at Microsoft. They sell software more than anything. The Xbox side of things doesn't generate as much income as the Microsoft suite of Office, Outlook, Word, Excel, PowerPoint. Uh, what is the other one? Visio. All of those generate much more money in annual income than the Xbox side of things. Though that might change in the coming future as they sell more and more of their subscription-based service Game Pass. But yeah, I mean, Microsoft has FU money. Sony has a great deal of money, but Microsoft is just on a whole nother level. They're out there as a... They, they sell to businesses primarily, and they make a lot of money that way. But anyway, this was an interesting acquisition because they, they acquire these studios... And it's, it's going to give them a lot of games that they just recently put on Game Pass as well. They threw 20 Bethesda games on Game Pass a week or so ago. That included all the Fallout games that were on last-gen consoles and this-gen, all the Elder Scrolls games. Uh, it was uh, They had the... What is it? There were a couple others as well. Dishonored, Dishonored uh, Doom, notably Doom Eternal. And they also had the Wolfenstein, that's what I couldn't think of. The Wolfenstein titles as well, which I've never played personally, but a friend of mine told me they were great games, and they, they looked like fun games. I just never picked them up, honestly. But they added all of those to Game Pass, and it goes to just increase the value of that service for Microsoft overall. And they're going to, you know, any new games that come out, coming from Microsoft Studios, are going to drop on their day one. So if you own an Xbox... You're not going to have to pay for the next Bethesda title, more than likely. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if these are timed exclusives or they let those titles from Bethesda actually still go to Sony. I think Microsoft and Nintendo have a different working type of relationship than they do in Sony because we see Cuphead went to to uh, the Switch not long, a year after it released, and then we just got it on PS4 as well. So... And we have Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Ori and the Blind Forest that both released on the Switch as well. Those are both Xbox Game Studio games that otherwise would have been exclusives to those consoles, you know. So, 
But it, it will be interesting to see how going forward they handle the exclusivity, if it'll be a timed exclusive or anything like that. I mean, this was a power play on behalf of Microsoft. Them purchasing Bethesda, Zenimax Media, they got a lot of IPs with that. And they upped the reasons to purchase an Xbox console. I mean, if no, for nothing else, then just maybe because the next Starfield, the next Elder Scrolls, the next Fallout might not come to your console of choice if that console of choice is not an Xbox. It's just, it's a different time. I think it is a good thing, though, overall. Microsoft has been weak in the IP department. They haven't had many originals when last gen. Sony simply dominated with their Horizon Zero Dawns, their God of Wars, their Infamouses. The last Infamous wasn't that great, mind you, but... I mean, in Marvel Spider-Man. I mean, how can I forget that? But where has um, where's Microsoft been with the answer back to that? I know they have Halo. They have Halo Wars, the the real-time strategy version of that. They have Gears and Gears War. But beyond that, they really do not have a whole lot drawing a player base to their audience. Even with some of the games that were not first-party exclusives for Sony... They threw money at the company like Activision with Destiny. I mean, they had the Jade Rabbit. There was exclusive armor and items that you just could not get if you were playing on the Xbox. So, I mean, the PlayStation has been the place to play for me. For me, in particular, I think it has been the best experience overall just because of the titles that are releasing over there. But maybe the scales are starting to shift in Microsoft's favor with this acquisition. I really, really hope that at the end of the day, it, if nothing else, creates more competition. Because for me and you as a consumer, competition coming forward, that helps us out a lot. Maybe we get down off this $70 game that Next Gen's trying to push. Maybe we can have something like that happen. I mean, it's not unheard of. I mean, $70 is a little bit much if you ask me. They're already making money hand over fist. And not to mention, if you're on an Xbox and you by Game Pass, you can get a lot of games and you don't even have to purchase. You don't have to shell off that $70 now. For their first party titles, yo, those are just yours. Free. Day one. Download it. Play it. And that is the value of Game Pass. Now, let's let's get on to Game Pass now because Game Pass is an interesting thing. So, you can buy a three-month subscription of Game Pass from Microsoft for the console for $29.99 a month. So that what, what that means is for three months, you can download and play those titles, all these Bethesda titles, and many, many more. And you don't need to spend $70 or $60 even on a title. Let's say you got lucky and you purchased two last-gen console games and they were on sale. We got two for 30 Well, now you don't even have to worry about that. You're not even spell, spending the price of that second game. And you can simply play on your Xbox. There are a ton of games that you can just... Download and play. The value there is great for individuals who cannot simply afford to be like the rest of us or just don't have the space. I mean, if they're, if you don't have the money to run out and spend it on a new game or even a used game, half the time it's going to be about 30 bucks or better, 40 a lot of times, even on Black Friday for certain titles. So now you can purchase Game Pass. And you could save a lot of money there. You could play a ton of titles that you might ordinarily not. Try those out. I just think that if you're on a budget, or you're lacking space, you're not trying to store up a bunch of stuff, hoard a bunch of stuff like some people, myself included, 
then this is probably the route for you. I'm all for owning physically, and I, I will forever buy a physical copy of a game just so I can play it at a later date, and it doesn't become unavailable to me. Like older titles like Scott Pilgrim or Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which, for whatever reasons, have fallen out either due to licensing issues or what, have fallen off of storefronts and just aren't available to you. So... I mean, I will always forever be trying to, even if I buy a digital copy of the game, I'll likely pick up the physical copy as well. But if you're not somebody who's just trying to f collect physicals or anything like that, this might be the way for you to go. Or even think of it like this. If you did this through a console's life cycle, let's say they offered this with a PlayStation as well. If consoles did this and they had physical copies come out, all anybody would do with, they, with half a brain, they would just wait until the end of the console life cycle pick up all those titles for a fraction of the cost and they would they would have a deal on the hand so i mean game pass you can even purchase it for a pc you don't even need to buy into the console you can buy it on pc and it's five dollars cheaper for three months it's 24.99 i mean you could go the monthly subscription route and i think it's 15 on console you get the first month for a dollar and a dollar for pc as well 9.99 a month so Technically, if you really had a lot of time on your hands, you could go in, you could sit down, you could say, okay, I've got the month off, I'm going to spend these $11, or if you had two months off, I'm going to spend these $11, or I'm going to spend the $16, I'm just going to play all these games I can, and then cancel it after that. I mean, it's a heck of a deal. Game Pass is an excellent deal for what it offers. It offers an ability for you to play so many more games than you could ever afford. I mean, even if you had, most middle class people aren't going to be able to buy all those games. Sale or not, they're not going to be able to buy all those games. And it's just interesting, the Game Pass model itself is just another revenue stream for Microsoft. They're really good at these subscription models, getting you in software as a service, selling you that way. I mean, even when you purchase Microsoft Word, it used to be you bought Microsoft Word and you owned it. Now, most of the time, if you want all those updates... You're paying for a year and it's like 60 or $70 for an individual on one PC. I recently had to purchase it myself because I can't stand to use Notepad or anything like that. I'm just a little OCD. And I, I shelled out that money. You could buy it at one time without updates, any support, nothing, period. And that was going to cost $100. Or you spend 60 and you get all the updates, you get all the added features, which, I mean, at the end of the day, you want that and your software, in my opinion, but getting off topic here a little bit. So, yeah, I, I think that Microsoft's acquisition of ZeniMax and Bethesda was a smart move on their part. Levels the playing field, levels the playing field, so to speak, gives us an opportunity for greater competition between the two companies, which, like I said, as consumers, that does nothing but benefit us. So let's just hope that they do something good with this. I really hope it doesn't mean that we're not going to get the next Fallout, the next um, Elder Scrolls game on a PS5, because I plan to be playing on PS5 unless they do this to me. And then at that point, I might just play it on PC. Just opt into Game Pass for a couple months, play these titles, get my money's worth, and get out. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Do you think it's a good thing that Microsoft's purchased Zenimax Media? What did you think of their last gen offering? Am I am I just dogging out Microsoft here? Am I imagining things, or was there really nothing over there? 
But anyways, this has again been Chris here with Woodgy Gaming. Let me know what you think. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast, and peace.